At what point does one become an individual and not just merely the product of a transporter accident? How many souls can one quantify at the expense of a single life? Today, we argue the tragic case of Tuvix, a life born from error, yet a life still all the same. As Aristotle once said, memory is the scribe of the soul. In this court, we will argue whether the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. Welcome to Pros and Cars. I am your host, Q. Not the Q, of course, but a Q, certainly all the same. Here in this court, we put an end to all that tedious online arguing and put a pin, a final pin, on some of the most, the internet's most debated topics here. The word is law, but first, we have to make the law. Joining me tonight are our two contestants who will argue the tragic case of Tuvix and whether Janeway was right to send him to his ultimate device. Should she have let him live, proving that any life is not an acceptable cost, no matter how severe the cost. <laughs> Things never go wrong here. This is pros and cons. Only a professional production in the queue continuum here. We're going to be introducing our two contestants for this week from the sunny state of America. Single female lawyer, Ali McBeal herself. It is Sky Cap. Welcome, Woo! Sky Cap. And representing the Denny Cranes of the world, hot legal action coming at you. It's Genos Idanian. Round of applause to everybody. Uh, round of applause, no. Order in the court, order, order. Get to your feet, criminals. That's better, that's better, that's better. Okay, okay. First of all, Skycap, please give me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where do you come from? Why do you stand in this court? I don't know. I was minding my own business, making a souffle, and suddenly I appeared here. Oh, well, there we go. If you're very lucky, we shall get to enjoy that souffle as a trial of humanity's greatest achievements to see how it rises against the tests of time. Genos, tell us, how did you come by this court and why are you here? I was just hanging out here in the ethereal plane, and all of a sudden I was transported to this courtroom with all of these rabble. Oh no, what is this? It's me. Uh, it, uh, no. No food mm. in the court, please. Get to your feet, criminals! Objection. <laughs> Gummy bears are clearly not a food. Sustained. They have no nutritional value. I'll, uh, sustain, I'll agree. Sustained. Sustained. <laughs> I have to look. I at think what that's the point. Means. Um, okay. Okay. How this works? We <laughs> will have four rounds. Four rounds in which our contestants can score points based on their debates, with emphasis on loose translation of law. This is an equitable court. However, my say is final. In your first round, we will have our opening statements followed by some evidence gathering. Cross-examination will continue and then concluding with the final argument. Whoever scores the most points will, of course, be the winner and determine the final outcome. And I'm sure you are both keen to hear which side you will be arguing. Skycap, you will be advocating for Janeway. You shall be defending Oof. her judgment. <laughs> Genos, you shall be the accuser. The Tuvix representation has been hard at work and given you sole control of its case against Janeway in, its, in their right to live. So, without further ado, any questions, any queries before this court? Not that I can 
say that I can answer them to any kind of clarity you may expect, for the trial must continue. But please, any questions, comments? So if I don't like what Jonas is saying, I can just object and shut him up, right? Absolutely. You will score All right. You will score points for successful objections. You will lose points if the objection is not uh, fully sanctioned. So, I think they call that overrule and sustain. They do indeed. Sustained and overruled. We, of course, here at the Q Continuum know all the legal mumbo-jumbo. We have observed Earth for many times and found you lacking. So we will continue on as we were. So in our first round is going to be opening statements. Each contestant will be on the clock. A timer of two minutes will roll forth where you will have time to talk about your opening statement. However, any repetition hesitation or deviation yes thank you i observed a good earth show called just a minute and i have prolificated the formula for this little uh adventure uh yes hesitation objection that's not a word <laughs> uh so overall it is a word in the continuum we use it all the time <laughs> um, that's a perfectly cromulent word uh, yeah, that overall uh, this is not a fair. I, I object to the whole. This uh, is not a fair uh, trial. No rule. This is when you're a lawyer. Court. All the lawyers were killed. Yes. This is <laughs> uh, repetition. If you repeat words, your if you repeat your words, your opponent can object and score a point and take control of the dialogue. Now you can repeat words such as and the or a. Uh, um, you know, I will allow some common words. I will even allow you to have Janeway and Tuvix multiple times. However, that doesn't mean you can sit there going Tuvix, 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 Janeway. Like some bizarre game. Ah, there goes my strategy. Um, <laughs> Tuvix, Tuvix, Janeway. Imagine that. What a game. Um, and if you hesitate any um, uh, or pauses of a an acceptable decree i will allow a slight pause for you to breathe that is fine but ho however please object on behalf of your opponent to score some points there and deviation if you stray far too far from the source material to your opponent and my liking there are scores to be had here unsuccessful objections minus two points if you have less than two objections in the whole round you will lose two points out of matter of course so i want to see successful and unsuccessful objections please and we're going to flip the coin here please call heads or tails oh either or whoever tails there we go and it is it is heads so Genos, you are the first, and when you hear this noise, that will be the end of the two minutes. So please, Genos, begin your opening round. Two minutes on the clock, starting now. We have to say that Captain Janeway was wrong to murder Tuvix. Taking of a life is never correct even if it were to restore the lives of two ostensibly valuable crew members of the Starship Voyager. Now, one can argue that Tuvok objectively was a more valuable crew member than Neelix, but in this case, let's consider them to be equally valuable members. Objection. Repetition. Uh, repetition of? Valuable. Accepted. Uh, that will be a point 
for Skycap there. And you now gain control of the conversation. You have one minute and 25 seconds. Please continue <clears throat> now. We learned from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Now, Tuvok is... I... Objection. Hesitation. <laughs> yes, hesitation there. Absolutely, Genos, you now have control of the conversation. One minute, nine seconds remaining. Please go. In this case, the needs of the many did not outweigh the needs of the few. We need to consider that Voyager needed its tactical Objection. Option. That's uh, three needs needed. I see. Yeah, definitely. There was a needs, a needs, and a need did. Please, I will uh, count that as those are those are variations. Mm, overruled. Back to I would. I, I gave you the second one, but the third one was uh, over the line. Fifty. Uh, I'm going to say yes. That is a. I forgot. I need to give Genos a point, and I need to give Skycap a point. So fifty <coughs> seconds left on the clock. Please, Skycap, go. As I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted. Two Vix is one individual. Tuvok and Neelix are two individuals. Cutting the life of one is justifiable. Now, you... Objection. <sighs> this is terrible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I don't even know seconds. where I was going. <laughs> 32 seconds left on the clock, please, Genos, go. Mr. Gummy Bear would like to say that... Uh, objection, yeah, deviation. Yeah, absolutely deviation, wonderful. That is a point on your behalf. Carry on, 26 seconds remaining. Janeway is in an unusual situation. It's almost a wartime uh, scenario where she has to consider not only her crew, but the people on Earth waiting for them to return. Tuvok has a family, a wife he adores, children. He has a long time still to live. Neelix also has a girlfriend, aboard Voyager and ah, well done Skycap you have got to the end of the two minutes and you get an extra two points for your win scores as they stand Genos with two successful interruptions Skycap with one no unsuccessful interruptions there Genos would you like to continue your statement to the conclusion I will allow you free reign to gather your opening statement I have a late objection Okay. <laughs> I know it, I know it won't count. Overruled. You're not the judge. Am I though? All no, right. I'm the judge. I want to I'll hear it. She said that Tuvok adores his wife. Adoration is an emotion. Tuvok has no emotions. Uh, I almost from with that. They have uh, adoration has to be looked at in the context of Vulcan society. Surely they have degrees of liking each other or not liking each other. They would never marry. Certainly, they would never marry humans. Certainly not. Mm, I tell you what. Maybe I'm he's so fond of her. Uh, I will give you a point for a good topic to talk about. That uh, I will say you are mostly incorrect, but you, <clears> however, <throat> did give a good point worth worthy of talking about. So. End of the first opening round. Yes, Sky on five Oof. points, Genus on three. I think I should have made that five minutes. That definitely should have been oh, Don't do this to oh, me. <laughs> we could continue with another two minutes of that, but there will be more for your closing statements. So. I request mm. continuance. <laughs> okay. That's evident. the lawyer thing, right? Sure, <clears throat> absolutely. Why not? Uh, evidence gathering. So, 
I have asked you both to gather two pieces of evidence to support your argument. Whether these are physical or philosophical arguments is up to you. You will get turns in presenting your evidence, unopposed, but once it has been presented, the opponent will have a chance to counter the argument. We will have a bit of free debate. Whoever I decide is the winner of this particular argument uh, shall be awarded a singular point. And since Genos started the first time, Skycat, please, would you present your first piece of evidence? My first piece of evidence is unanimity. Every single person on Voyager, when it came time to make the decision whether to separate Tuvix into Tuvok and Neelix, every single person agreed that separation was correct. Nobody defended him. Nobody stood up for him. You could argue the doctor did, but that was only because he had a Hippocratic Oath in his programming. Um, that's, that's not a, you know, argument about the character of Tuvix or Tuvok and Neelix. So I think that's pretty strong justification. Tuvix even says, you're all good people. I do not think that a ship of 150 good people would make a morally incorrect choice una unanimously. Okay, that concludes your argument? I think so. Genos, rebuttal, please. They are in a formal command structure. Captain Janeway had made the decision that she was going to separate out Tuvix and Neelix, Tuvok and Neelix, and they're following orders. If they were in a looser command structure or if this was a cargo ship, maybe they would have felt comfortable <clears throat> saying something. But they didn't say anything because they didn't feel like they were in a position to do so. Can I rebut that? Absolutely. No. These are a bunch of hotheads. Half of them are Maquis. They don't care about Starfleet command structures. Tom Redeemed Paris is Maquis. right there. Uh, Tom Paris is right there. He <laughs> has been known to even go so far as to get demoted for doing what he believes is right. So, and there were a lot of people, you know, who were not staring down Janeway right there who could have done something. Tom was hoping but instead to have... they all they all went along. You know, Tom they all was hoping to have ne Neelix out of the way so we can swoop in on Cass. We know what his motivation was. <laughs> I believe we know what head he was thinking with. That would consist with. constitute a would, piece that's... of evidence, I believe, if we're going to go for the motivations of Tom Paris. Uh, well, wait, if Tom, if Tom would have Neelix out of the way, he would have agreed with Tuvix. But he didn't. So, so he you, wanted separation. Your argument that, is that, that... That argues against you. So I'm seeing the two sides of the case here. You're saying that, you, you know, the, uni the crew Damn, unified right. under the decision that this should happen. And Genos, you're saying, well, they were under the command structure. This is interesting. This is a very 50-50, uh, I'm going to say, on this one. Chat, please weigh in on what you think on, on this particular debate as well. But I'm going to need a little bit more exp uh, little bit more clarification on the points, a little more processing of your argument, please. Genos, please clarify. If they were under the chain of command, I believe Janeway did offer opinions a lot more freely than maybe some other captains may have done. Do you feel like her crew was maybe couldn't have objected the same way the doctor did? I think they were still relatively early on. They weren't quite a family just yet. Maybe they were moving in that general direction, but they were going to follow orders. Definitely a little looser than, say, you know, the Enterprise D. But in this case, I think 
they weren't in a position to really make a strong objection. Skycap, any rebuttal to that? I, I just reiterate my earlier point that these are all, we got a lot of wild card crew that were in the Maquis. We got Bolana Torres, we've got Tom Paris. These are hotheads who don't, are never afraid to speak their mind hmm. or go against the captain. Chicote often, you know, he might sidebar with her, but he says when he disagrees. And and these stakes are really, really high, you know, for for the lives of three people. I have to say, you've swayed me. Unless, Genos, you can say anything contrary to sway my argument, I believe Skycap may have the point here. I think and I've exhausted no, my, overall, my arguments. <laughs> overall, ah. now, point to Skycap for that one. Genos, it is I'm now your piece of evidence to contest, please. You're the real winner with the embarrassed. Yes. Yes, I am. So I would say my evidence in this case, Janeway being in in the right mind. Ooh, this is tough. It's a tough situation. Yeah! Uh, oh, no, they're jeering me. Yeah, I know. I'm, I am in trouble, CFA. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in I'm in big trouble here. Just wait till we have another speed round. You'll you'll make up some ground. Oh. Well, you know, I, I probably should have prepared a little bit more, but I didn't know what side I was going to be presenting even two seconds before. Please, bound topic. I disagree. <laughs> I object. Uh, no, philosophically, <laughs> let's let's talk about the science of this. So <clears throat> At this point, they are one person. They came from two people. From the science of this, they are able to be separated out, so they were not meant to be a single person. Agreed. The doctor... However, however, mm. we are now in a position where they are together. And even though the doctor did find a way to separate them, now that they are a single person, a new entity with a new consciousness or a new soul, you cannot split that soul asunder. So what is your evidence here? The, the, soul the, soul of itself. the soul of Tuvix itself is your evidence. You're saying that a being yes. was, had arisen from the two mergers, so we have actually got a new being entirely. Uh, Skycap, yes. your, your rebuttal to the soul being presented as evidence. Well, to uh, Janice's point that they can't separate Tuvix, they did separate Tuvix. And Tuvok and Neelix are back, and they have their own souls back, and they're fine. Tuvix's um, soul has been torn apart and he's out somewhere either in the Vulcan or the Talaxine or the Mylian astral plane and he will never cross over to the Enchanted Forest or whatever the hell that, that was that Neelix was I don't know about. if that's established. I, 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 my counter-argument to that is that I just don't think that actually happens on screen. I don't think we have any basis to say that. But to the larger point of... <laughs> You know, I agree with what you said that Tuvix was never supposed to happen. We've got two entities combined that died in a terrible transporter accident, and we've got the technology to bring them back. 
And all Janeway was doing was using that technology to restore the status quo. Just because she could doesn't mean that she had to or should have. Based on what, though? Do not tear the soul asunder. Mm. Are we are we perhaps going through this from a, you, you mentioned at the start you were going from a scientific point of view. What you're starting to sound like this is more a philosophical point of view. Please mm. con confound your uh, your philosophy is science. Well, maybe, perhaps, yes. The, the philosophy of science is certainly something, but we're talking specifically, are you talking about a soul as in metaphorically for the life itself that's created or more a metaphysical thing? Well, I think that we've established at various times during various Star Trek shows that the soul can somehow be kicked out of the body and return <clears throat> to the body. And we see that with Chakotay at some point. And in this case, that it does appear to be a scientific fact that the consciousness can be removed and the soul removed. In this case, Tuvox's soul, where did it go? What happened to it? It's gone forever and can never be retrieved because this person no longer exists. Hmm. Any counter to that, Sky? This evidence that the actual soul of a being has been lost in this uh, crime? I don't know that we have any evidence. I, I just, I don't think the evidence is there. Hmm. Why, why can't we say that well we've, uh, we've seen we've seen neelix's soul went to the tree or whatever we've we've seen things such as you know like you mentioned chakotay <laughs> going on his trips the catra in the vulcan system with surak and spock being restored many times who's to say that tuvix could not have been extracted in a way that could have kept all three especially regarding the transporter uh, capabilities um I, I believe that would have been explored in the episode mm. We, I mean, we, we have to base our evidence, right, on what we see on the screen. Screen? What screen is this? I'm coming from real events here. <sighs> You've got me there. Please, uh, <laughs> please if you this, have evidence is this all from, real? The, from the transcripts of the Voyager mission, please don't feel free to the uh, historical documents as part of this trial. But if you have not, then I may have to award this point to Genos to say there was a soul here. Wait, so, okay, what is the evidence? The evidence is... He had a soul. Tu Tuvix evidence. had a soul. Yes, that and, there was a being... And it was destroyed. Yes. Soul that was destroyed and didn't ascend or... The theory, the, the ongoing theory uh, of, you know, the soul transfer, the capture transfer, or, uh, you know, uh, body, uh, spirits moving outside your body, who we've seen many times in many, various mission logs, uh, both spiritually and metaphysically and in basis and size uh, possibly could go to prove that there was something here that was lost I believe is what Genos is trying to present okay then my answer to that would be we are not arguing if Tuvix died and and his existence ceased to be we're arguing whether Janeway was right to separate him into his constituent entities mm -hmm. and based on many, many, many arguments, such as the needs of the many outweighing the needs of the few, et cetera, et cetera, the fact that Tuvix no longer exists does not really have a bearing on whether she was right. Interesting. However, it would possibly help to justify your case if you could maybe 
I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm thinking we might lean towards Genos on this occasion uh, to say that there was a soul here that can be submitted for evidence and that is, it is compelling myself uh, to, to be on the fact that maybe there was something lost here. So I am going to award Genos the point here and move things along before we get too laboured by this point. So uh, Skycap, your second piece of evidence, please. My second piece of evidence is the fact that when he first came to, into existence, and for very much of his entire existence, in fact, up until the very end, Tuvix, it was taken for granted that Tuvix was going to be separated. He agreed that he agreed from that from the start. He was helping in the research to separate him into two entities. And the way he talked to people, the way he talked about Tuvok and Neelix, there was always an underlying assumption that his existence was short and only until the doctor could figure things out. So I believe that at the very end, when he protested being separated, that was a fear response that was instinctual, that did not reflect his true um, desires. And, and you know, a kind of a corollary piece of evidence to he's half Vulcan, and we know that half Vulcans believe in self-sacrifice and the needs of the many outweighing the needs of the few from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. So you're saying he actually became less than the sum of his parts, in a way? Uh, what? He, he became the, the lesser of the logical part of himself. He, he If you say there's a fear uh, response, he more became well, more animal instinct as opposed to... He became a little more Neelix-y. Okay, you know, okay. I don't want to die. Instinct came out, yeah. Genos, over to you, please. I think he has the right to change his mind as a new individual. Even though he was trying to be helpful throughout his short and unfortunately tortured life because he was in, in the end uh, murdered. Separated. Yeah, well, if I cut someone in two, they're still murdered and separated. If you cut someone into two, there's nobody that left. That's true, but what about something like organ donation? That does help t up to two people, perhaps, mm -hmm. and even more than that. And maybe someone is brain dead in that situation. So you could say, depending on the religious beliefs of one of those constituent individuals, that they were willingly going to the slaughter to separate themselves. They realized that they were going to have a short life, but he realized at the end he wanted to live and he was in the right. Kanta? Um, I, I still believe that that was not his true cogent feeling coming out. That was, that was a, a fear response, a fear instinct and that he had assumed all along that he was not supposed to exist, he was an accident, and he knew that he had to work towards the goal, which he did, of being separated and restoring uh, Neelix and Tuak. I'm not sure if that was ever really his goal. He was being helpful as part of his duties. I don't think he was doing that on purpose to know, all right, well, if we're successful in learning how to separate my two constituent parts that I'm going to die. I think he realized that at the end, perhaps, but I think he has the right to 
make a modification to how he feels about his own existence. Or, in this case, lack of existence, once Janeway pushed the button. Hmm. Boop! Oh, you're dead. <laughs> hmm. I believe I'm swaying. You're dead, Tuvok. <laughs> I believe I'm... That's my line. I'm swaying <laughs> towards Janos' point of view. Uh, uh, Skycap, unless you can uh, uh, convince me the otherwise or any further rebuttal to that. Uh, I think I've said my piece on Okay, I believe that's yeah. going to be a point to Genos for your point. So Genos, your uh, final piece of evidence, please. I would like to submit for evidence to this court the very strange uniform that he ended up in just after the transporter accident. Mm -hmm. I don't quite understand how it ended up looking the way that it did. <laughs> That's your evidence that uh, Janeway should not have separated the the crew? Because it was very fashionable. Separating it out into two-box uniform and Neelix's whatever the hell he, wear, he wore. I mean, honestly, what happened to his fur coat from the first episode? That He should have worn that all the time. Agreed. Yes. So I feel like his strange clothing after the transporter accident itself is evidence that he should have lived because I, not only was I, it strange yeah. but it was super cool uh counterpoint please uh, uh the counterpoints are the counterpoints are, are twofold one is that uh i don't think they ever destroyed that cool uniform that's certainly still we exists. never saw it again uh, until now where no, do you wait where do you think it went because my other uh my second rebuttal is that tuvix eventually wears a standard starfleet uniform I think that he was forced to do so by the rigid command structure that I've previously mentioned. So you think that if Janeway had not separated or had not restored Tuvok and Neelix, that Tuvix would have continued, he would have put back on the wacky uniform that he'd already taken off. I uh, no. That he I was forced it. to take off. He, that doesn't make any sense. He would have been forced to keep wearing it Regardless. The evidence speaks for itself in, there its, is... all of its wacky, in all of its wacky glory. <laughs> that is wacky evidence. There is no evidence. Uh... The crowd is getting restless. The crowd is getting restless. <laughs> uh... There is no evidence that anything happened to that wacky uniform. Wacky uh, uniform is still there. He he could wear it on his downtime. Uh, I think. I'm well, I think they they would have disposed of it, put it back into the replicator once the murder occurred. That's specu uh, speculation. I will, uh, yes, I ruled. Uh, that is speculation and hold it. This whole topic is actually boring me. The fact the chat's talking about Klingon religion is more interesting right now. Uh, point to Skycap for this uh, <laughs> bizarre diatribe. And that ends the evidence gathering portion of this uh, section. Cross examination is next. Uh, yes, well. Criminal, you will read the charges to the court. Cross examination, yes. You get to ask your opponent to questions we will take it in turn similar to how we did before um to ask them a direct question to support their argument so um i'm going to say and this can take an amount of time until i decree similar to last one until i decree that the conversation is over we will start with a genos this time please your first question cross-examine your uh opposite opposing counsel dearest skycap dearest genos would we have even been in this predicament 
had Janeway not make made a critical error to continue to look at every single freaking anomaly and planet along the way. Janeway's fault, and then she complicates <clears throat> with this stupid transporter accident, moral quandary. How do you support Janeway? After all of this, all of these mistakes, why do you have to, do, when you're driving home from your place of work, do you stop mm -hmm. at every, every single tree and every single lake to look around? No, you head right home. Maybe you stop at McDonald's. I, I do sometimes stop at a park and... <laughs> um, well, they were not investigating an anomaly. They were foraging those wacky orchids. I forget exactly why, but there was some important scientific reason that they needed the orchids. Um, so I do not believe it was capricious uh, by any respect for Janeway to send them on that mission. They also had no way of knowing that the transport accident would result. It's certainly, I, I think anybody would agree that it, it's unfortunate that it happened, um, but I do not believe it was any negligence on Jane's part. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so, at, where do you draw the line between negligence and Janeway? So, let's look at every anomaly and planet. <laughs> okay, well... They are, as she will often say, uh, they are explorers. They're on a peaceful science vessel. And uh, so even if she were, even assuming, for the sake of argument, that they were exploring some, oh, nebula's coffee, I, I think she's completely justified in doing so, but they weren't. They were doing some important uh, orchid foraging business, keeping in mind that they're, they're all alone out there. Um, which is another really critical reason Neelix and Tuvok, um, because those those are two people who play a really critical roles on her ship. In fact, we see when uh, after Tuvix happens, we see him go into mess hall, and there's like 20 people in the kitchen trying to do the work of this one individual, and it's complete chaos. Um, so, uh, you know, she's on her own. She needs all hands on deck, and uh, she doesn't have luxury of just replicating anything she wants anytime or asking some other ship if they've done any research and can help her or asking Starfleet Command if they can help. I must ask then, why didn't Janeway have a backup chef designated? <clears throat> didn't need one. What if Neelix gets, the, gets a cold? Uh, where's she going to get a backup chef from? Everybody's got stuff to do. I feel That's... we're veering ever so slightly away from the topic here at hand. Uh, more about Janeway's complicity. My apologies. Um, <laughs> she said something about Capri Sun, I think, and now about, I want some. <laughs> less about the chef structure of the, the USS Voyager. <laughs> this is just on a, on a sugar high this whole time. <laughs> He's housing those gummy bears mm. and drinking a Capri Sun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we're we're looking we're looking at your t uh, questioning Janeway's command structure into allowing this situation to have happened in the first place is what you are possibly contesting, Janos. Well, look, accidents happen. It's it's not like mm. she was on, you know, fun spree or something where she was just throwing caution in the wind. They were on an actual mission that had actual purpose. Mm. Did they have orders to bring up orchids specifically? 
Mm-hmm. Or was that for was that for Tuvok's horticultural needs? Other way around. They needed to get the orchids, and that's the reason that Neelix and Tuvok were down there. Neelix because he has the culinary background, and Tuvok because he has the orchid background. Mm. That crazy horticulturist. Nuts. Mm. Never know what to do with them. Okay, well, I if there's no further, I believe this is a point for Skycat proving that Starfleet's <sighs> regulation um, disregard for safety protocols is established throughout the fleet and throughout many other mission logs uh, aboard many starships. So a point for Skycap on that <sighs> occasion. Sky, over to a question for your contestant. Uh, your uh, a question for you, dear, dear Genosidanian. Given... And you you have to put aside any like human sentiment and any twenty first century sentiment that you have, given that we have the technology to perfectly separate and restore two individuals from one. Do you honestly think that tu- Neelix and Tuvok had no right to live? I think that this transporter accident ended their lives and even though they could have been brought back it was at the expense of a new life form that was created so you don't believe that given that you can basically choose we've got two people who are established and we know and we're never supposed to have been fused and we have one person who is a a brand new thing uh it's actually like kind of a component of the other two people, not not even really a brand new entity, but just sort of a continuation of those two. That given that we have the perfect technology to bring back the two people, isn't that basically the same thing as saying, isn't keeping Tuvix and not restoring the other two basically just saying that we're killing the other two? They were already killed. Just because we have the ability to reverse that accident doesn't mean that we should. I think of it the same way of someone who is brain dead, but that can be kept alive through technology. Other people can benefit from their organs. In this case, it's an entire bag of organs named Tuvix. I'd like to He's an ugly to bag of most... referred to a bag of organs? But... <laughs> He's oh, an... <laughs> Ugly bag of You're mostly ba- organs. <laughs> You're an ugly bag of mostly organs, Judge. <laughs> ah, oh, you nearly lost a point there. Uh... Get to your feet, criminals. Carry on. You were waiting just to use that one, weren't you? <laughs> this is an equitable court. Please continue. <laughs> My response to that is that Genos is uh, continuing to be prejudiced by antique dark ages technology where we could not bring a person completely back to life just by a hypospray and a little transport zhuzhing. Um, given the, the actual state of the science that we have, you've got Tuvix, you've got Tuvok and Neelix, and those are your choices. And allowing Tuvix to continue as a fused end is completely killing Tuvok and Neelix. I I must reiterate that they were already completely killed. So ultimately, we are killing three people. 
and then restoring two. So we're minus one. <laughs> Objection on uh, bad math grounds. Um, overruled. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't count. Can we even be sure that Tuvok and Neelix were the same people that they were before? Positive. I mean, we already we already have an alternate Harry Kim and Naomi Wildman running around. And they're the same people. Never Can spoken of sure again. Of 100%. <laughs> same memories, never spoken of again. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Whatever You're happens to that board baby memory anyways. Alpha mad. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. This is a tough one. You're both actually making quite salient points on this, and this kind of comes down to the crux of the whole argument of whether who, who is more valuable, really, Tuvox and Neelix or Tuvix himself. For that, I'm actually going to reward you on the rare occasion of both getting a point, which Yay. ultimately involves basically neither, basically means neither of you get a point, but I'm going to do it for Harmony. Some, for no, we each anyway. get a point. Um, Thank you. Okay, final question uh, today of Genos, please. Your final cross-examination. Cross my final question to my esteemed <clears throat> opposing counsel is it was determined through the dialogue of the show and Captain's Logs that Tuvix was a superior tactical officer to Tuvok because he found an error that it, Tuvok admittedly would have taken weeks or months, probably decades to find in the security systems and was a much better chef than Neelix. Unfortunately, that's a very low bar. But I think we found that they don't spend all that much time doing their duties. They're always in the mess hall or in the holodecks. I, I really think that their, their duty shifts are like two hours each. So I feel like he could have split his time between being a chef and or training an alternate chef, perhaps, maybe Cass. She doesn't do much either. Um, and being a, being a tactical <laughs> officer. All right. So I think... All right. Where do I start with this? <laughs> um, start by conceding the point. Kess is, I will not do that, but I, I thank you for that invitation. Kess is an incredibly valuable crew member. She's in hydroponics, growing all the food for the place. And she's in sick bay, uh, being the doctor's right hand woman. So, uh, I disagree that she could be commandeered to be a backup chef. She's shown no interest or culinary skill, particularly in doing that. Um, I, th I think your point it about how tried. Uh, I think your your point about how uh, they're a single person is actually undercutting your because Tuvok and Neelix both serve really really critical functions on the ship, and having two of them is more useful than having one combined of them. And uh, again, we see this in the mess hall when it's clear that Neelix has been running the entire mess hall for a ship of 150 odd people single-handedly. There's absolutely no way he'd be able to do that and also be a tactic. Now to the point that um, Tuvix is a better chef than Neelix, Certainly, I think that Neelix can consult with Tuvok about uh, maybe tweaks to his recipes. That won't take much time and will solve the problem. I would have to rebut that because Tuvix compares components of Tuvok that he would lean on the Vulcan efficiency 
to become a more efficient chef and meal prep the hell out of all the meals. And then he can go be the best damn technical officer on the ship. And Neelix is already meal prepping. We see him chopping vegetables all the time. Vulcans, Vulcans are like, they're logical and stuff, but they don't have like magic chopping skills or anything. They might. They I mean, don't. They really don't. I believe that is conjecture. Those, those, those Lurpas are pretty <laughs> cool, though. I, th I think that he okay, would we're use a Lurpa. Now. I'm going to give the point to Skycap on this occasion. I believe your philosophy <laughs> that they were better at the sum of their parts is, is <laughs> not quite so true. So that is a point to Skycap. Skycap, please remind me. Have you had one question or two already? I forgot. I've had one question. You can have I've another one, one then. Yes, your question uh, my, for Jedos. My final question for my esteemed and well-argued and, and wonderful opponent is... Uh, do you think, don't you think it's unfair for the entire mission of Voyager to be jeopardized? And the, so the crew of Voyager put in jeopardy, their families put in jeopardy because you have the option of bringing back these two uh, critical, critical crew members and you choose not to. No. Explain. I decline. <laughs> right. No, I, honestly, with a, no, with 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 a crew of 150, yes, they might be critical, but they're not going to be make or break. Ultimately, you're going to get a lot of the same expertise. In fact, all the same expertise from Tuvok and Neelix are now contained into Tuvix, and they're not the only tactical officers. Maybe he is the only chef, but honestly. How much more efficient is Tuvok as a tactical officer over his replacement? Extremely. Tuvok do, do we is... do we know that? Who who is uh, who's his who's his I backup I... tactical officer that would be so much less efficient than than Tuvok? Random guy? Like I, whole... I think random guy would be a fantastic. I mean, all he's doing <laughs> is push. He's he's just pushing the buttons. Uh, wow. Tell, is Tuvok wow. better at pushing the buttons than yes. random tactical officer guy? <laughs> we'll call him has, John Smith. Tuvok's, Tuvok has a wealth of experience and training, and he served under Captain Sulu, and he has for known like one Janeway. Day. Uh, and he's known Janeway for a really long time, and they have a really um, uh, strong working relationship uh, and, and intuition uh, as to what each other are thinking. Janeway's but, own logs indicated that she found Tuvix to be a capable counselor. Eh, she was, <laughs> I mean, she was being nice. Oh, she being nice was, in, yeah. in her personal logs that no one was ever going to read, except any time that anyone needs to access a personal log, they can just be like, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of the thing. She doesn't want to be a dick unnecessarily, but she definitely, uh, she definitely, I mean, the episode establishes in the four corners of it that she wants Tuvok back and that Kess wants Neelix back. Hmm. I can't decide on this one. Hmm. This is a, a very... I think they're both replaceable. You think they're replaceable. You think they're not. By one person between them. And they're, they're backups. This does seem very familiar, familiar to a previous argument, which I think <clears throat> I awarded the point to Skycap. Hmm. Mm. You're saying the two are, two are better than the one, essentially. As mm. 
Well, the episode only only forty two minutes long. I mean, how many different points can we have? Well, we've been going for fifty nine minutes, so you know, <laughs> we can, we can face it. <laughs> well, ten of that was you screwing up the, the beginning of it. There was no screw ups. <laughs> Nothing ever goes wrong point, in the queue. Continue. Point to Genos. Point to Genos for this that. This is an equitable uh, call. All right, fine. Point to both of you. <laughs> <sighs> I only do it because it pleases me. Okay, right. So, at the end of cross-examination, <coughs> congratulations. Oh, Skycap, you are currently on 11 points. Genos is on 7 points. However, it's time to catch up. We are going to go on to the final argument where you must, similar to the opening statement, present your final conclusive state uh final conclusive statement and objections all round please on this one the hesitation deviation and repetition rules will reapply and you have now four minutes no, to get no, to the end of this one oh, so everything to play for and we will start when you are ready with skycap you've got you to be kidding me oh, no we never no. joke in the queue continues <laughs> so dire Action, hesitation <laughs> I haven't started yet. <laughs> let you compose yourself. This is an equitable court. Okay, uh, Skycap, when you are ready, begin. We have the perfect technology to separate an accidental created individual into two constituent individuals who were much, much stronger than uh, the combined entity of Tuvix. Tuvix, when created, agreed that the proper course of action was to work on a cure to restore the uh, Neelix and Tuvok. Also, I'm out. To you, Jonas. Objection, <laughs> hesitation. Objection yeah, absolutely, hesitation. Uh, we have three minutes and 24 seconds, please continue. I disagree that while Tuvix did initially state that he agreed that the course of action would be to separate them. I feel like he was in shock from finding out that, hey, I used to be two people and now I'm one person. And that's completely fine with, with me as far as if I'm, if I'm two Vix. Being two people is awesome. I get the best of both worlds. Uh, hesitation. Yeah, absolutely. That was definitely a bit I was just, I was, yeah, I was, I was out. That's <laughs> okay, why. okay. Uh, my timer broke, so it's fine, but I'm going to say we've got two minutes remaining. So <coughs> I can't you, please. Beautiful. Uh, go now. Nothing ever goes wrong in the queue. Continue. Okay. <laughs> you also have to remember that this is an extreme, almost wartime situation. Janeway has to think about not just Tuvix, not just Tuvok and Neelix, but herself, crew, including Kess, including the safe, and efficient operation of Voyager, everybody back on Earth who wants them to come safely. She's stranded in a Delta Quadrant. She has no one else to rely on. And she has to make, a, granted, a very difficult choice, but a choice, nonetheless, that she has because of the amazing science and medical facilities that allow her to separate a being perfectly, whether the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. This is established Star Trek lore that that axiom is correct. That's all she did. And as a result, her ship is going to operate more effectively, more efficiently, more safely, give her a better shot of going home and restoring the crew that she uh, trapped in the Delta, Delta Quadrant. That was too much. Really. 
absolutely hesitation. Genos, 52, His timer is broken. That was 52 seconds remaining. Also, Genos, you did miss out some uh, three instances of the word more. There's more. Oh, more yeah. I wasn't, more? I wasn't sure. I can't say. Uh, well, you said that. more yeah, like three times. But I was going to let you keep going anyway. That was a rhetorical I... choice. That wasn't. Okay. Um, right. So if we're talking about. If we're talking about medical technology <laughs> and scientific technology, the doctor technology is Technology repetition, ejection. Correct. 44 seconds on the clock, please, Skycap, go. It is difficult to be a Starfleet officer, uh, especially one who is completely on her own. You have to make uh, very tough choices. I do not uh, envy Janeway being in that conundrum. But nevertheless, she did what she felt she had to do. And as a captain, her choice is the final word on that issue. Um, there you Objection, go. Objection, hesitation. <laughs> okay, hesitation. 11 seconds on the clock. Genos, please carry on. The doctor is the epitome of Starfleet's medical technology. And he had a pre-programmed objection to what she did. Boom. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> so give close. you a bonus point for style there. Definitely, oh, wow. Uh, start, oh, wow. And, uh, congratulations, Genos. I believe your closing argument was the definite defining one. <clears throat> However, we now come to the end. The courtroom has been... This honorable court is adjourned. We are adjourned for today. The court's in motion and the final verdict has been rendered. The final points are... Genos with 11 points, Skycap with 14 points, which concludes def the definitive answer to whether Janeway was right and how she dealt Tuvix correct. She was, in fact, correct in splitting him up into <laughs> the constituent parts of Neelix and Tuvok. This can no longer be argued on the internet anywhere else ever. Janeway was right. That was it. Now can we stop going on about it? Hashtag Janeway was right. Janeway was, right. was right. There we go. You've got it in Beautiful. one. Beautiful. I would like to thank my two fantastic contestants for joining me tonight. You two are absolutely delightful in the court. You've justified humanity's need to, to last well until the next debate, indeed. Any final further thoughts from the two of you? Uh, well done to my opponent. Uh, and I, I do want to say that I, I think, even though I was arguing the side of Janeway, that, uh, and I'm not allowed to say this because we've settled the matter once and for all, but yeah, that was totally murder. Come on. Come on. Oh, we've but decided it now. It's, it's, it's in law. I will it's say that uh, I also watched the Enterprise episode Similitude recently, and they completely took the easy way out by just having Sim be like, sure, I'll die. Like, that's cool. So I have to give props to Voyager for actually making an episode that we're still talking about 25, 30 years later or whatever. Because um, that, was, that was actually like a pretty bold of them to, to have her do that. Very, very easy for two to say, okay, fine. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pleasure arguing against you. And um, I throw myself at the mercy of the court <clears throat> and hope that I will be invited back some other time to debate something else. I believe Come back. A, Come back, is, kid. Uh, I was kidding. I believe there is the thing called a rematch, I believe. I topic and bring you two head to head again, but you have Ooh. both been absolutely wonderful contestants. I'll prepare time. better next time. <laughs> um, oh, sure, that's why. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, 
I might have to just dock your I, point for not. I might have. I might have had a slightly stronger showing. Maybe I would have only lost by one point instead of. Mm. It, was by three. it's a it was a close call. You could have made it up at the end there, but yes, okay. Um, in which case, uh, I'd like to thank everyone uh, for coming in chat today. And if you want more things from us, uh, please check out our YouTube channel. You can go to YouTube.com/slash at Trek Time. We have our Twitter. And join our Discord. Uh, our Discord. <laughs> there, are, there are no errors in the queue continuum. Nothing ever goes wrong. Bit.ly/slash uh, Trek underscore time. Please join us. Little alarm. Little alarm. Little alarm. We'll be back uh, sometime soon. Uh, pr probably on Wednesday. See you then. And ta-ra from the queue continuum. The handle's Kate Colombo. That's a big 10-4.